financial freedom, it's within everyone's reach. And this key shows you how to build prosperity and generational wealth for your family on Becoming the Bank. Hello, good afternoon. This is Anissa Keys with Becoming the Bank. Listen, Minneapolis holds a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It's where he got his start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passions into reality and the importance of lifting the community up on Target's exciting content series, Black Beyond, now playing on YouTube slash Target. All right. So a little commercial break and we're talking about Beatitudes um, and we're in this series eight weeks. We're right now on series number five. Um, really, really excited or part number five. Now we're not in the fifth series. Part number five. Th- if you're tuning in for the very first time this week, right, this is a podcast that shares biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become a generational wealth builder. This is not a how-to podcast. I say this every time. It's not, um, it's not about how, right? It's about how do I become someone different? Someone that can actually have financial freedom, right? And typically that requires some changes and some shifts, the way that you look at, the way that you deal with, the way that you manage your finances. Now, wealth building is a challenge, can't expect to get there overnight. I say this as a disclaimer, but I found that the only way to do it successfully and effectively is by learning these biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become. Now I'm able to be a financial resource for my family, my sphere of influence and my community. All right. So in this series, this Be Attitude series for eight weeks, right? If you don't know what Beatitudes comes from, it's from the Latin word betis, meaning happy or fortunate. The Beatitudes are a set of eight statements attributed to Jesus Christ in scripture. Each of these statements contains a blessing for a particular group of people. There's eight of them. I keep saying eight because we're only at number five and there's three more after this, right? They're found in Matthew chapter five, verses three through 10. Each one includes not only a statement about who is blessed, right? But a short description about like what's in store for them that are blessed. It's important to note that these are direct statements from Jesus. Like this is never about me just talking about the amazing um, um, things that Jesus has done um, in my own personal life or, or in somebody else's life, right? I'm talking about these are biblical statements always coming from the word of God, right? So then they hold some sort of spiritual weight, right? It's not just my opinion. So it's important to know that, that these are statements directly from Jesus's mouth. Okay, I want you to note that I believe God desires all of us to be blessed. Now, that is Anissa. That's that's my that's my belief. Right. I believe that God wants us to be blessed. He wants blessings for you and not just one area of your life in all areas of your life. I know that we're talking about just finances now in this podcast, but I believe he wants resources 
He wants blessings. He wants uh, a goodness for you in all areas of your life, not just financial wealth. But we focus here and we understand that it's just not a part of some of your life, but it's like everything that you can do to make yourself a healthy individual, right? And so finance is just one portion. I just have to say that because I'm also a mental health provider, right? I'm also a body work provider. I think all of those pieces are important. Your psychological health, your physical health. We focus on financial health, but I think all of those pieces are really important. And I think Jesus helps us with all of those. All right, back to these Beatitudes. Sorry, there's a small little snippet break. All right, we already know that everything in the scripture is God-inspired and that there are messages throughout the entire body, throughout the entire book, right? So at first glance, I really didn't understand what Beatitudes had to do with finances. I was like, I don't know. I get it, how it makes us a better person, more like Jesus, right? But I don't get how it has to do with finances. But becoming a better person, becoming more like Jesus, right, is gonna make us better at everything. So we take these Beatitudes and we apply them to finances specifically, like we do everything else in the word of God. It can be applied to most areas of our life, right? So the Lord had to remind me that I'm becoming, right, which means I'm becoming closer and closer to Christ, which makes me become a generational wealth builder, right? And so that's really, really important to remember that to get to financial freedom, there's just not things that you have to do. There are p- there's pieces of you that have to become different than what you are. Okay, I'm sorry. I always go over that and over that because it's a very, very important part. Last week, we talked about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. We talk about um, the hunger, the the desire, the the immediacy, the urgency of chasing after righteousness. We talked about this again before in the beginning when I first started with this series about this idea that people chase the bag. Um, but if you want to become a kingdom wealth builder, you need to chase God. Very similarly, you don't need to be hungry or thirsty for um, um, more or for money or for bigger um, or for property, whatever resources, right? Your hunger and thirst literally needs to be after righteousness, right? Then you'll be satisfied. If you have all of those things and you don't have righteousness, then you're not really going to be fulfilled. This week, though, our scripture is the one after that. This is the fifth beatitude. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I don't know. First, let me just say really quick what mercy is, right? Mercy is is really the feeling that um, that you are not getting what you deserve, right? And so you get pulled over by the cops for speeding. If the cop was to show you mercy, he wouldn't give you a ticket, which you totally deserve if you're speeding, right? So mercy is you experiencing um, uh, some sort of gracious response that does not necessarily include what you should have gotten, (laughs) right? God extends this to us daily. The truth is we were all in darkness and we all should be dead, but we're not because of Jesus Christ's blood. So mercy, it really means that we understand the nature of things that but for God's grace, we might be in the same position as everybody else. So we extend mercy because we understand that it's only God's grace that we're not in the position that the other person is in. We also know that our own identities are securely rooted in Christ and that our salvation will not be lost or tainted or anything by showing mercy 
right? We don't lose anything by showing mercy. I just want to say that one more time, right? Our identities are securely rooted in Christ, right? Our salvation is rooted in Christ. And we don't lose anything by showing mercy to others. Mercy consists of treating people better than they deserve from us. Forgiveness is a type of mercy. Aiding someone who you have no obligation to aid, right? You don't get nothing back. Maybe they ain't even nice, right? <laughs> right? That is showing mercy. Not exploiting somebody, right? When really you could, right? Because of their vulnerability, that's showing mercy, right? Not to say that they would deserve that exploitation, right? But you definitely could do it, right? But if you don't, you're showing mercy. So the underlying reality of mercy is that mercy benefits someone beyond yourself. The benefit is that when you extend it, you receive it. Praise God. When you extend it, you receive it. Can I tell you something? Okay. When it comes to kingdom wealth building, I can guarantee you this, that there will be people that will you will reach out to that will not return your call. <laughs> there will be people that will attempt that you will work hard and attempt to build with who will do you dirty instead. There will be people that you will rely on, that you will need, and maybe for good reason, you trusted them, right? They work for you or they're doing something on your behalf or you've assigned them or hired them to complete a project and they won't do it or they won't do it right or they won't even try, like all kinds of stuff, right? And here's the thing. Sometimes there is even ill will and the reason why they didn't do it. So I'm not even talking about people that accidentally don't call you back, right? They missed your call four or five times, right? Or I'm not even talking about employees that don't have the ability to do what you've asked them to do, right? I'm talking about people who literally, right, are not because of negligence or because they don't like you or because they don't want you to succeed or they're haters, whatever, like, like there will be people that it's not so innocent and they still will not do what you asked them, paid them, required them, requested them to do. And here's what I say. You cannot be a kingdom wealth builder if you do not extend them mercy. Why? Because you won't get mercy in return. Now, there's a lot of other reasons to extend mercy besides getting something back in return, right? When you extend mercy, it, it releases your heart. When you extend mercy um, and you show forgiveness, it makes your life a lot lighter. But for particularly this particular uh, 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 beatitude, you extend the mercy, you get it back. I'm telling you personally to this day, I have asked for mentorship from people, like, like ask them to take them out for lunch, ask for questions, and I've gotten ignored. I've asked for help. Hell, I've even begged. <laughs> I've even begged for help and I didn't get it. I have relied on my staff and I thought I treated them well, but I ended up getting used, abused, misused, whatever you want to call it, right? In every single one of those circumstances, some of those same people returned to me later. So I had to show mercy and the extension of like what I didn't give them 
at the time that they did me that way. Meaning that I didn't talk bad about them. I didn't um, uh, fire them. I didn't uh, um, write them up, right? There were a lot of extensions of mercy. But on top of that, when things returned back to me, when opportunities, I extended mercy by still dealing with them, right? By still showing them love, by still um, uh, returning phone calls, um, treating them the way that they deserve to be treated and honored. I, I, I literally like have been in positions to be able to not extend mercy, right? I've had staff that have done some things that were inappropriate and then left. And then years later came back and was like, hey, I need you to sign off on my hours, right? And I definitely could have like ignored the phone calls or right, right? There's all kinds of opportunities where you do not have to extend mercy. And what I'm telling you to do is that in order to be a kingdom wealth manager, kingdom wealth builder, you have to extend mercy. All right, listen, like I do everything else, there's always some snippets that I've learned around mercy. Um, uh, Knowing that God wants to bless you, right? But in order to bless you, he requires something of you. That's called a conditional promise, right? So he's saying, I'll extend you mercy, but first you got to extend mercy to others, right? There's some things that you can learn on how to become someone that regularly extends mercy, okay? I got three. I always have three. Number one, Become someone who sees yourself as requiring mercy. (laughs) So I talked about a whole lot of other people uh, who, you know, maybe hurt me, bothered me, did some things to me that I did not like. But I ain't talking about myself. The truth is I need mercy at least about 15 times a day. And that's probably on a good day (laughs) with my kids. Right. Driving uh, with business. Right. If I think about all the stuff that I am jacked up, messed up, all the people I have done wrong, Jesus, if God just came back to repay me for 20% of that, right? Um, I'd be jacked up, right? And so it might be helpful for you to think about or you to become someone who sees yourself as requiring mercy might be a little easier to extend it to other people. Just saying. Number two, become someone who gets rid of your pride. And this is something like I I always mention one that I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to be required. Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit is required to do anything uh, in everything that we need God. Um, But there's some certain things where like you need the Holy Spirit, like you really need the Holy Spirit. And to get rid of pride, ego, you really need the Holy Spirit, right? I think some of us think that like showing mercy is typically about like taking on other people's mistakes, right? Their personality quirks or differences, all of those things. The truth is most times when most people do things, it's not about you, right? Typically, It's their issue anyway. It's their challenges. And if you can remove yourself out of it, your pride and your ego, you might have a better time extending them mercy if you if you think less that they are doing this purposely to bother you. Right. Typically, what I found is how people do life is how people do life. Right. And so if they don't pay their bills, they ain't gonna pay you. It's simple. (laughs) If they don't show up on time for their job, they're probably not going to show up on time for their meeting with you. That's just how they do things. If they don't return your phone call, there's probably many other phone calls that they don't return. And so try to remove your pride out of it. Become someone, right, who gets rid of the pride, gets rid of the ego so that you're able to actually look outside of the person that's doing this to you. You're not internalizing it and you're able to extend some mercy. Okay, last one. Become someone that sees mercy as a win. 
right? It's hard to think that extending mercy, which is literally not giving someone what they really deserve, right? Like not to be called back or possibly cursed out, <laughs> right? That, right, we tend to see that if we don't do that, it's a loss. We, it kind of sits on our spirit, that kind of a thing. We feel like keeping our mouth shut and taking it costs us something. But really, our identity in Christ and our salvation is not challenged by showing mercy. It's not like under undervalued or undermined by not showing mercy. You lose nothing. You only win mercy from God, right? When we give mercy, we get blessed with mercy. Praise God for that. Listen, we're on a series of talking about Beatitudes. We're here for eight weeks, going through each one to help us to become more like the character of Jesus, right? And how does it help? How does it help to become financially free and kingdom wealth builders being like Jesus? Because Jesus does everything well, right? And if we are being like him, that means we're getting better, right? At everything that we do, including building financial freedom. I don't think these attitudes were just appropriated to certain aspects of our life, but our stewardship over our financial well-being as well. I hope that you take on some of these principles and practices to build generational wealth. My hope is that you become a blessing and a resource to your family, your sphere of influence, and your community. This is Becoming the Bank with Anissa Keys. I'll see you next time. Check back next week for more of Anissa's Kingdom Principles to Live a Prosperous Life. To find previous episodes of Becoming the Bank, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. Start building your generational wealth with a $15,000 sign-on bonus and a meaningful career with great pay and benefits. Union Pacific Railroad is hiring train crew members in the Twin Cities area. No previous railroad experience is needed. We provide all the essential training, and you can get a free college education while working. Union Pacific connects communities in 23 states 
hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.jobs/minnesota. That's up.jobs/minnesota. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride-sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org slash micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro C-Line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride, get picked up, and get where you need to go. Start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit Micro minibuses. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.